Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. I'm super excited to welcome back Sarah Duran, who is military child, veteran herself, all over military. And she was back on the pod or on the podcast originally. We looked November 15th, 2002. So season one, episode 74. Listen to that. But Sarah, welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm so good to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So give us a rundown again of what it was like growing up in the military for you. Yeah. So I grew up a military kid. My dad was an army chaplain for most of my growing up years. Um, Actually, before he was an army chaplain, he was in the Air Force as an officer. I'm not entirely sure what he did in the Air Force, but (laughs) um, by the time um, I was born, he was getting out of the Air Force, went to seminary to become a chaplain. And so then he became an army chaplain in, oh, what year was that? I don't even know. I was in first grade. So little Sarah, (laughs) I know. Little Sarah, little Sarah. So I, that year was kind of a whirlwind. I went to three different first grades to kind of initiate me into being a military kid. Um, And that was kind of shocking um, and hard, challenging for sure. Um, But I spent all of my growing up years uh, moving around from place to place and living the typical military kid lifestyle and um, getting to do fun things and travel and all of that as well. And then um, my dad didn't retire until well after I was an adult and had my own child. Um, Wow. But I. Long career. It was, yeah, he did 30 years and um, retired, I guess, in 2014. So he's been a chaplain most of my, most of my life, I guess, in general. Um, And um, I joined the army myself. Um, in 2007, which was a while ago. Um, (laughs) And I did six years as a helicopter mechanic and crew chief. Um, I met my husband in 2008 and we were married in 2010. He was from the same unit. And, um, and then we both honorably just charged in 2013. And um, so now I'm a veteran and getting to live that side of the military life. Um, And I, I write military kids books. That's so awesome. So random question, and I don't Uh think I asked you this before, but do you classify yourself as an army brat or an Air Force brat then? Oh, no, definitely army (laughs) because I was in diapers when he was Air Force and it was mostly army that I remember. Yeah. The army's better anyways, right? So <laughs> the reason I went army and not air force. Exactly. So yeah. No, that's nothing, so nothing cool. against the air force. The air force is awesome. The <laughs> air force new- is awesome. My dad always says like, if he could go back and do anything different, he would have joined the air force instead. So. Yeah, so actually same. My dad actually tried to get me to go air force when um, I was considering joining the service. And um, the air force said, yeah, we can take you. Well, it'll be 
be about seven months before you can come in. And the army's like, we'll take you right away. And I was yeah. impatient. So that's really <laughs> what it came down to. But yeah, I think if I were to do it over again, I'd probably go Air Force. <laughs> Listen, I so many people say that. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they treat you a little better. So why not? But you know, they do. They do I, yeah. There's just something special about the army, though. So there is, yeah. Know, always army for life. <laughs> I mean, they as a kid, like you don't play Air Force, like you play, <laughs> play army. You know, right? Well, and that's I even hear the same with like Navy and Marines. It's like you don't play Navy, Marines. You don't play Air Force. You you yeah. always play army. Play so. army, yeah. <laughs> they're little army men for a reason right the green army men so. right. although now who knows what they have now i don't know they might have stuff for other exactly well space force guys right well astronauts that'd be so cute oh it would be oh my gosh that should be our business venture then right, right there we go <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> Shouldn't be here writing books and hosting a podcast. We should be million dollar idea. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe in the next life we can. Next life. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So this is not your first book you've written either. This new one coming out. So take us back to like your original days of like starting to write and what inspired that. Oh gosh. Okay. It's kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> so um, I've always been a writer, but I didn't necessarily realize that I wanted to be a book writer until the last several years. Um, I've always, I've always journaled. I've always made lots of lists. I'm a really good note taker and studier. Um, and I went to school after I got out of the, the army, I went to school to be a teacher Um, And while I was studying to be a teacher, I did an assignment. We had to um, kind of dive into the world of children's literature and we had to pick a theme. So the theme that I chose was military children's literature because I thought, oh, that sounds like something I would probably appreciate. Love that. And what I found was actually shocking is that um, that of the few resources that were available, which there weren't very many, they were often outdated, uh, lacking in quality or written from a place of inauthenticity. And, um, I was just kind of sad, honestly. I mean, it's not something that I thought about when I was a kid, but I definitely didn't have kids books growing up where I got to see soldiers or kids like me as military kids. Um, And so that kind of planted the seed that I wanted to do something about this. But at the time, I didn't really know what that meant. Um, So fast forward several years to about 2019, 2020, I started kind of dabbling in writing children's stories. And the first couple were terrible. (laughs) They were... Not good. Um, but you all have to place, you know, you have to, you start, have to start somewhere. somewhere. And um, a friend of mine, I think I shared this on the last podcast, but a friend of mine was like, you know, look, you need to write what you know. Right. And when I finally realized, you know, military is what I know. I know the military culture and lifestyle. Um, when I finally 
put that with my writing, the stories just really started taking off. Um, and so the peppered sky is book number one, and it's written based off of my memories of watching my dad perform an airborne training jumps outside of Fort Bragg, which is Fort Liberty now, I think. Yes. Um, and so, um, that was one of my favorite things to do was to go out with my siblings and my mom and the dog and go out and play on the sand dunes while we waited for the airplanes to come overhead. And then we would get to watch them uh, jump out of the airplanes. And so the peppered sky is all about that experience written from the perspective of a military kid. And I just really wanted to create something that yes, military kids go through some hard things and challenging things. And I don't want to um, say that those things are not important, but I also wanted to shed light on things that were fun and exciting and the adventures that military kids get to have, because our life is so different than um, the life of a, of a regular child in the experiences that we get to have. Um, and so shedding light on some of the fun and positive experiences was really what I wanted to do. And yeah. so um, the Pepper Sky was born and we launched that um, last year in March. I love that. And I just love the story of it, of like taking one of your own personal experiences that you loved as a child with your family and, you know, putting it into something that, you know, carries your legacy on, but also shares what military kids go through. And, you know, you can't necessarily look at a civilian child and say, oh, yeah, let's go watch people jump from planes. And they're going to be like, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> yes. yes. But that, I mean, that was a regular after school kind of activity for our family. And so um, it's cool. And I, I also, so coming from that education perspective, I wanted to create these stories, not only just for military kids who can kind of experience and see themselves in these books, but also, um, to kind of enlighten and educate, um, civilian kids who are curious about military families and yeah. their lifestyle because it is so foreign and, um, unknown. So, um, uh, it's been really exciting to kind of hear from families, both military and civilian families on how they're enjoying the story. I love that. That's so fun. And just seeing you, the progress of it. And then, you know, now more books coming and, you know, just so much and just, you know, I know it takes a lot of prog uh, preparation on your part, but you know, so much that's coming from it. And honestly, coming from the podcast aspect of it, of listening to people's reactions to it. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you feel a similar way, but just hearing those positive reactions of people enjoying, you know, the work that you're putting out is really what, for me at least, is what makes it, you know, enjoyable. And, you know, that's why I love what I do. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, <laughs> um, but it is so worth it when I hear those stories. In fact, a mother just recently shared that um, she she did this little video of her son's little um, library. Like he set up little books around the room for Aww. his special library and the military. Um, there was a little military section with my book and a couple others. And I it just like, that. I was like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing this. So yeah. Even in those hard days where you're just, you yes. know, working and working away and it seems like the workload never goes away. You know, that's, those are the reminders of this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, it's yeah. making an impact on so many lives and that's truly what matters. Yeah, absolutely.
Yeah. So tell us about the next book coming out, Sleeping Giants, and I'm so excited to hear about it. So when I was in the army, I was a helicopter mechanic and crew chief. Um, A crew chief is just somebody, it's the door gunner essentially, but it's somebody who's also a mechanic typically. So if you're flying with a helicopter, something happens and you need to fix something. The idea is that your mechanic or crew chief is there and they can help. And so Sleeping Giants is based primarily off of my experiences as a mechanic and crew chief. Um, I worked on Black Hawk helicopters. Um, and so Black Hawks are definitely in this book. Which is so um, cool, by the way. Like, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, um, it was so fun to write this story and to see that it come to life through the illustrations that my my illustrator, Angie, is doing. Um it has uh, Blackhawk helicopters, Chinooks, and Apaches. Those are the three I was most familiar with in my service, um, although I did only work on Blackhawks. Um, but this uh, story is about Finn, a little military kid boy, and his helicopter mechanic mom. And they kind of have, um, I guess you could call it like a take your kid to work day. And they get to go to the hangar and see something really special. I won't tell you what it is, <laughs> but... While he's waiting for that special thing to happen, he gets to um, kind of play and pretend with the helicopters. And so he goes on these little imaginative adventures and missions. And it is so fun. It is so fun. So he goes on a, a an Apache mission. He goes on a Blackhawk mission and a Chinook mission. And his mom is there and in his stories. And um, it's just a really special story. It's fun. And um and there's also still like my first book, those, those warm fuzzies at the end. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a very hey. well book. Yeah. I love how, you know, the first book kind of incorporates your life as a military child, but then this one incorporates your career in it and, you know, your time of service. And so you're kind of getting very personal stories at the same point of, more or less advocating for military kids. Yeah. So my heart is definitely <laughs> coming from a place of um, advocating for military kids and families and wanting to see them in quality literature. Um, right. But authenticity is something that I'm a huge um, advocate for as well. And so you can't necessarily write stories that you don't know from your your own experiences. Or I mean, you yeah. can, but they're not going to be as well written or received as, as if they had been written from a place of authenticity. So um, my goal and my hope is to, I would love to expand beyond the army um, in future stories, but um, making sure that I'm doing the research with those families from those branches, right. um, those other jobs to be able to make sure that the stories remain authentic and true. Yeah. And it's so important to really you know, like you said earlier, you know, be able to see yourself in a book, you know, for kids, that's huge being able to say, oh, hey, I'm like, you know, so-and-so in this book and being able to put the pieces together to be able to, you know, get that innocent outside perspective of what your life is like. And so being able to see yourself, you know, even when my dad was in the military, you know, thinking 2011, you know, there weren't books that, you know, for military kids who could see themselves in writing. And the books I really remember are, okay, well, my dad has to go and, you know, right. 
that deployment kind of, uh, you know, overlooking book. But then the other one is like military ABCs. And so like that doesn't really, you know, while it's fun for kids and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily, you don't see yourself in it. You don't see military kids and the struggles they're going through. And so going to a civilian school in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, there's no military bases around. There were no other military kids besides one. And so you don't, it's hard to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Right now it's like, hey, this is what I'm going through in a book. It's not me telling you and trying to put into words what I'm going through myself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've heard from a lot of schools that are not necessarily on base schools, but they're very military connected schools that have a lot, a a large population of military families. And I'm finding that the teachers and librarians are really drawn to these books because not only is the story, um, something that's engaging for kids, but it, it is educational and showing them another type of culture that they're not familiar with. Right. Um, and um, I also am making a point to include in every book that I'm putting out there, these extra resources and activity pages. Um, I don't know wow. if you saw that from the first book, yes. but it answers some certain questions, you know, how do paratroopers keep us safe and what do they mean by the cost of freedom? Um, and book number two is no different. I have really exciting um, activities and resources planned for this one as well. And that's the biggest thing is not only the book and you know, the pictures and the visuals and the words in the book, but then it's, here are additional resources. Mm Here's some discussions that you can have based off of. And even, you know, that question of freedom, like, what is it? Like, Mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, is talked about, but it's like overlooked in a sense because we don't have to think about it, you know, in this country. And so there's even people who still go, why do we need our military? Like, what is our military really even doing? And so going back to that, you know, simple thing of what is freedom is huge for why everything is the way it is. Exactly. Um, I've actually started branching out from my books and creating more educational resources. So I've recently created a digital download of educational um, supplement activities and workbook pages for um, teachers or homeschoolers or whoever to be able to um, look a little deeper into airborne military history and our airborne bases are and what are some of these terms that you use in this book, like a paratrooper and airborne and what do they mean and, and, and what kind of training do they have to go through and why, what makes them different than your typical soldier or service member. And um, I'm hoping to be able to expand that um, to help kind of bridge the gap because I do think that there's a huge gap in education regarding our veterans um, and our our military history that our our general population needs to include in their in their education. So yeah, that's awesome. And you having your education background, like I'm sure it makes it so much easier for you, but then also more valuable to, you know, parents and teachers who are actually going to be utilizing those resources. Yeah, that's truly my hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's really fun, you know, hearing after your success with the first book, Mm -hmm. how the second book has come around and is, you know, taking shape and being able to flourish with, you know, continuing your journey of advocating for military kids and sharing stories of 
military families like you've been through. Yeah, absolutely. It's so exciting. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's, it's truly like a dream come true getting to see these stories that are inside of my head and my heart (laughs) into paper. And then to work with these amazingly talented uh, illustrators and designers who get to help me create this beautiful product and that then we're able to share that with the world. It's just been so rewarding to be able to see see it all come to fruition. And now a second time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And your Kickstarter is coming up soon too. So that is going to be huge. And tell everyone, because what even is a Kickstarter? Like some people don't even realize what it is and what it means. You know, I ran a Kickstarter back in 2022. Um, I think that was before we actually chatted the first time. I think so. I had no idea what it was before (laughs) before I decided, oh, I'm going to do this. Um, So essentially Kickstarter is a way for creatives, not just authors, but any kind of creative to kind of jumpstart their business um, or to help it expand or grow. Um, Funding is (laughs) no joke. Um, It takes a lot to create these quality resources um, and especially uh, for me, I want to um, print in the United States. I feel like that's really important to my readers and um, important to the type of book I'm creating. Um, and so funding is a, is a big problem. So Kickstarter is a, a place where you can come and those who believe in your project um, and want to see it succeed um, or see it expand, um, as in the case for this one, um, can come to Kickstarter. Uh, they can find your campaign. And typically they run for about a month. Um, and um, what the, the creative does is create um, reward tiers. It's kind of complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's reward tiers and it's ba- basically a way where you can go, you can pick a package that you like um, based off of what you want to do to help contribute to the project. If it is fully funded, your goal amount is fully funded, then at the end of the month, end of the campaign, your backers will um, be charged for whatever package they chose and um, the the project will come to life in however that creative um, decided. (laughs) Um, and so it's it's really interesting because, um, like I said, it's not just authors who are using this platform um, to help kind of jumpstart or expand, but it's um, inventors and um, artists and um, small business owners who are are just needing to um, to fund whatever it is that they've imagined. I love so, that. Um, for my first book, I used Kickstarter to um, help fund the actual um, creative process. So the illustration, the design, and the initial print run. Um, And it was a successful Kickstarter. Um, It worked beautifully. And um, the book was able to uh, come to be uh, published in March of last year. Um, And I was not planning on doing another Kickstarter for the second book. (laughs) Um, what's different about this one is the funding amount is, is much smaller this time around, which is great, less stressful for me. Um, but, um, this is specifically helping me, um, be able to do a bulk print run in the United States, which is very costly. Um, if I'm able to go beyond the initial funding goal, I'll actually also be able to expand distribution, which will include getting the book into um, post exchanges. Um, so AFES, I know is Army. I think they have different names for the other branches. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. expand distribution is a huge goal of mine. And so um, depending on 
how far we get with the campaign, um, we might be able to actually expand distribution or even start on book number three. That is huge. Like, wow. Yeah. Because even just getting into that distribution and being able to sell it where military kids really are, right. that that's huge. Yeah. I think that this is really going to help um, my small business um, be able to expand <laughs> and grow in the ways that I need to see it growing. Uh, right now, I'm just so limited in where I'm being able to get the books out there. And so um, I know that this will make a huge difference for military families and accessibility. Right. Um, so that was what it is, <laughs> why I'm doing it and how it works. Yeah. Um, but it's actually not super complicated. So if somebody wants to actually go on and support the campaign, um, my campaign is going to run from the 1st of April through the end of the, the month. So, and it's actually perfect because it's month of the military kid. Yes. So what better time to support a military children's book author and get exactly. your an early released book. Um, but all you have to do is just go on and create a free account on Kickstarter and then on April 1st, set your calendar, set your reminders, and you go on and you pick which package you want to support. Um, your credit card is never charged until it is fully funded at the end of the campaign. And if it's not fully funded, you won't be charged for anything. So it's very low risk. Um, and then the biggest thing that I need help with is just sharing the campaign. So being on your podcast is amazing because it's going to help get the word out there that this is happening. And then I need support from our military families. Yeah, I love that. And that's that's the biggest thing. And I that's why I love the military community so much. The, you know, our little corner of the world that we have, because we're all just so supportive of everyone else yeah. we've been through, whether you're a family member or, you know, spouse, a veteran, yourself, service member, mm -hmm. child, um, adult, child, you know, like like ourselves, yes. you right. know, we just have this this connection back to, I always say it's the community that gave me my life. Like it's where yes. I was formed. And so I feel like we just have that passion to give back in any way that we can. And even something as small and as low risk as a Kickstarter campaign and helping get the word out there of military kids and what we go through and in yes. a book like that's that's just the littlest thing that we can do to help support other military kids absolutely yeah i i really love what you said about how it, the military community helped to kind of form you and yeah. it's true it's it is its own culture and community of support and um, that's actually part of why I joined the, the army when I did, because they were going to take that ID card away. <laughs> you know, we talked about this last time, but yes. when they take that ID card away, you're like, but that's my home. That's my family. That's, that's what I know in my lifestyle. And so um, anyway, yeah, joining the army was what I chose to do to combat those feelings. I guess. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, two years later, I'm still like holding on tight to that. <laughs> you know, I'm getting to be, I'll be 23 in 2025. So I'll be 22 this year. And so um, that time's coming. So I'm like holding on to it, it from my dear life. <laughs> like, I don't want this to go. It's going to be, I you know, know, a little memory. And then once it's I gone. Know. Well, it's so funny. You said you're 22. Um, yeah. I turned 22 at basic training. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was what a 22nd birthday. birthday. <laughs> what was that? What is birthday? 
Oh, it was, it was crazy. I was, I was very fit though. <laughs> <laughs> Look back on that. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. And, you know, just where you've come from there, like so much has changed. And even though not being in the military anymore, just the way you're still continuing, you know, in a different way, your service to to the country and to the the community. You know, that's that's part of what I love about making military kids books is that I'm able to kind of foster this um, this pride in our family heritage um, community and culture, but also this um, this legacy of serving others, because that is so important. You know, military families don't necessarily they definitely serve. Right. Um, It's not necessarily because they want to (laughs) service member. But I think that we are all. Um, taught from an early age how important it is to serve others and to serve our country. And right. you don't have to be a service member to do that. And there are so many ways that you can support our military and what they're doing in our families. Um, and I just, I think that through these books, I'm being able to help teach everybody else about um, how they can get involved. Yeah. And that's huge. And like you said, you don't have to necessarily serve, you know, in the military to serve the military to serve this right. country there are so many ways to do that and just giving back and acknowledging those families that do serve yeah. is huge because you know a lot of service members say it themselves but they wouldn't be able to do what they do without their family behind them exactly. so it's really a family effort it's a country effort to yeah. to make this possible absolutely America. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So before we wrap up, you've been on before, so Mm -hmm. you're kind of prepared for this, but what advice would you give to another military child? I would give the advice to a military child to um, recognize the hard times, but to embrace the adventure as well. Yeah. So fun. Cause there's so many adventures that come in. You know, if you blink, they're gonna you're gonna they're pass right by them. And that's it. So yeah. like yes. your 22nd birthday in boot camp. That was an adventure in <laughs> itself. So. <laughs> Although I'm kind of glad that one blinked by quick. <laughs> oh exactly. And where can listeners find you, connect with you, and hear more about everything you're doing and be prepared for your Kickstarter. Yeah. So, um, my website is www.authorsarahdoran.com, uh, Sarah with an H and, um, Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on both of those as well. Just look up author Sarah Dorn and you should find me, um, shoot me a, a message anytime you have questions. Um, I love hearing from readers, um, and seeing photos of their littles reading and enjoying my books. So, um, always looking forward to connecting with more military families and, um, readers. So Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the podcast and sharing more of your journey and also how you're helping the military community. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. It's always a blast. Yes. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life 
for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.